0: Welcome to Coconut Oil, Stardust, and Dope Vibes. I am your resident fairy godmother, Tamara Angela. And this week's Sunday Moment. I wanted to record this episode, especially because of the what I call the holiday corridor. There's this... Space like between really like October, Halloween, um, where like there's back to back holidays, so we go from like even if it's like how like bit like um greeting card holidays, so we have like Halloween, then we have Thanksgiving, then we have Christmas. Then we have um, like New Year's. There's other holidays celebrated in between, like other religious holidays celebrated during that time too. Um, Then we'll have New Year's. And then there's like, I even include Valentine's Day in the holiday corridor. Because things kind of go nonstop between October and February. There's almost something pretty much every month um, until (laughs) Valentine's Day, really. Um, And so there's some type of focus. So I kind of call it the holiday corridor. And typically for me, um with what i do during those months which is interesting because it's also the time where we have daylight savings time and um we have you know longer evenings we have less daylight during this time now during this holiday corridor, you i mean it's it's a time of hibernation, really. I mean, the animals hibernate um, it, It's not necessarily pa- planting season um, depending on your hemisphere. And um we've we've done all we need to do. we need to kind of like sit down, slow down, like that kind of thing and so what tends to happen um it's a couple things um people have been moving around all year doing their thing outside um vacations um kids off for the summer you know um, people more happy um And I I won't even say more happy. I think people more distracted because summer, sun outside, moving around, Um, longer days, right? Because I mean, like lately, it feels like somebody flipped the switch at like 435 (laughs) o'clock versus, um, you know, Summertime where it's a little after nine, especially here in the south, it's a little after nine before the sun goes down. But so people are ideally outside more, um, maybe connecting more, doing more. It feels nicer outside. It feels like you can move better. During this holiday corridor, people are inside a little bit more the weather might be inclement i mean it's november it's already a blanket of snow in upstate new york um and so there's certain things that kind of catch us up it's like you know are things even open um you know you just you don't move the same and so I mean, and and that's kind of supposed to happen. Like, we're not supposed to always be on. We're supposed to have a time where we just kind of, like, slow down a little bit. Let me, you know, check the scene. Let me see how things are going. Like, that kind of thing. Which is how we get to, you know, New Year's Eve. People are reevaluating life. And, you know, that's how we get to all of that. So... It's interesting because I did this post a couple weeks ago. I said I I finally like last year I stopped lying to myself and saying, "Oh, I'm not going to work during Thanksgiving." Um because I, my thought was, you know, "Oh, everybody's shopping for Black Friday or everybody's out." No, the reality is people are not prepared to meet with family the way that they have to meet with family. People are not prepared, right? They're not prepared for what happens when that meeting occurs. You can kind of play it over and over again in your mind, but you never know how it's going to happen. And, you know, I'm usually like slammed for appointments that Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving, And normally what we're talking about and just processing is I had to go to a family member's house. I really didn't want to go. I wanted to stay home. I'm tired. I've been working. I've been traveling. I've been on my feet. I've been doing overtime um, because I want to prepare for the holiday um, you know speaking of holidays, you know, a lot of people start becoming overly stressed because, oh, I have to do this, this, and this to make money for you know christmas gifts um oh gosh it it runs the gamut, and it's there's typically a lot of guilt. Um, that is discussed a lot of resentment, a lot of feeling obligated, a lot of that, a lot of people feeling obligated. I feel obligated to show up to the family gathering, and I really don't want to. Um, There are people, you know, the other part that we typically have to discuss is like, how do you navigate the holiday after you've lost a loved one um and like how do you manage going to the holiday and the holiday gathering and they're not there um you know we we discuss that a lot um but there's usually this this feeling of you know i don't i don't really talk to or have connection with Certain people, the family as a whole, um, I've learned to go off and do things on my own and that feels comfortable, but here comes the holiday and people expect me to be there. How do I manage that? Um, People expect me to be there on the holiday and they also expect me to act like X, Y, and Z did not happen. So we can get through this holiday meal and take pictures and present like everything is cool. That is the crux of a lot of the conversation (laughs) um, that I end up having with clients that Friday, that Saturday. I have tried to proactively help people to manage that. Um, But it's one of those things that I've found that as much as you practice and prepare, like sometimes you're never totally prepared with how you get blindsided um, or how somebody is going to act or what they're going to do. The other thing that I see happen a lot is people want retribution. They want some type of apology or rift mended, you know? Um, People just get super apologetic around the holidays, and it's like, but what happens the rest of the year, you know? And so people family members will say well you guys you have to mend this you have to get this together it's the holiday and then they get into the guilting well you never know if that person's gonna be here next year we start measuring right um you never know what's gonna well no you don't ever know you don't ever know but is the holiday is it be you know When we use that holiday as a benchmark, is that the right reason for apologies to fly, for rifts to be mended? Like, is that it? I mean, sometimes we need to have benchmarks to say, like, oh, gosh, a whole year has gone by. I need to check in that's understandable. But at what point do, I I had um, a, a loved one explain it to me like this, they said, someone else's healing is not necessarily your assignment. And that really stuck with me because that is the same thing that I talk about when I talk about closure being a myth. What happens a lot of times is someone involved in the situation wants another person to say something, to say a key word or say this thing, or they want to feel like the apology being offered is enough to soothe them or to fill this void or to fill this, 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 This emptiness or this feeling. They it's like, oh, if they say this apology, that'll be enough. And nine times out of ten, it's not. It's not enough. There is some additional healing that needs to be done on both parties' parts, or you know, both individuals' parts, where the other person. like there's nothing the other person can actually offer you there's no conversation that'll bring more understanding there's no um apology there's no condolences there's no retribution there's there's literally nothing but what happens is we get into these holiday corridors and we're like oh we can do all these things that we haven't done all year long and that should you know, rectify it, right? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. And I I think it's easy to use the holidays as a benchmark, but I also think it ends up being detrimental because then you end up marking the holidays as this stressful time. It makes the holidays stressful because it's like, oh, I know me and such and such haven't been talking all year long and then everybody's going to want us to be super cool or overlook a situation for the holiday. The reality is if you're mature enough and really if you haven't deep dived into into the situation hard enough or you've really let the situation go but you've set boundaries, you can show up To a family gathering and have a good time and still have boundaries set. And I think that's the part that families miss is that when a toxic rift has occurred and no change in behavior has occurred, two people can actually show up to a common place and be there, coexist and nothing occur. No one else feel uncomfortable. Nothing be made to feel awkward. Like those kind of things can happen when people are mature and they can go back to living their lives with those boundaries, right? Because boundaries are a form of teaching people how to treat you, but it's also a form of self-protection. It's not hiding, it's a way of saying, whoa, this is, you know, a point for me that I don't like to go past or that's not comfortable to go past, or this is, you know, it's it's a, it really helps to craft the way that people, that you deal with people and people deal with you. It lets them know your standards. And for whatever reason, family has trouble with standards. There's this idea that, well, we're family, so people should have an open door. People should be able to do what they want. Um, And then you just, you know, allow them to do what they want over and over again and forgive them. Or we just wipe it under the rug because one day they could die. And what if they die and leave this earth and you didn't wipe all their transgressions under the rug so they could continue to do you the way that they wanted to do you? No, no, no. There has to be a point at which we look at everybody in, in, in totality and say, you know what, that's okay if someone has experience something and they say they don't want to deal with that person anymore. And that's their cousin. As much as you as Big Ma would like to see these two cousins or three cousins get along, the reality is they're human beings that may not mesh. It it, it was one thing when they were forced to hang out because, you know, they, you were big mind, you had to keep all the little cousins, you know, you had to keep all your, your daughters, all of your daughters, kids, you know, and so all the cousins were there together for the summer at your house. They had to do that. But when they got older, they realized, you know, I don't really mesh with this person. This person isn't really my friend. And there was no friendship to build you know, or I don't really care for them as a person. I don't, I don't like when people treat me like this. And I've, and it started with a little cousin that did that. And so now I've set my boundary and I don't deal with people who, who are like that. Like, that's okay. That's okay. People don't have to be cool. And that way you can set other boundaries and say I I prefer to live a different way I prefer to do a different thing and no one be angry and I think that's the other thing that's so interesting is that family feels like oh well if they don't deal with each other or they're just not cool with each other that somebody's angry no nobody's angry it's just that it's like I wouldn't even choose a friend like that like I wouldn't choose to have a friend who is like this um because it goes against my personal code and so it just happens to be that this person is related by blood and as an adult I can say I don't like that kind of demeanor in my life and I shouldn't be forced to I shouldn't be obligated to be cool with them because I don't, I don't deal with it because their healing is not my assignment. Like I don't want to be in a space where a person is constantly offended or constantly needs something from me that I can't give them because they need to go heal on their own and get through. There's nothing like I can't walk through that healing with them. I'm not supposed to. They're supposed to walk through that healing on their own. And, you know, I mean, things happen. There's so many things that can happen within the family unit. There's so many different dynamics. There's so many different roles that we play. And so, you know, we have to get to the point where we set a strict boundary. You know, if you've offered apologies, um, Setting that boundary doesn't mean either and in these dynamics, sometimes that maybe you didn't do anything wrong. It doesn't mean that it's like, but how many times are we going to have this conversation? And how many times are we going to apologize? Like, how many times do we have to bring this up? If, I, if we have to keep bringing it up, that means that somebody is not healed. And let's look at who's actually continuing to bring it up. Like, sometimes people have moved past things and they're good with it. And another person may need more. And it's like, but what else? Like, what genuinely is it that you want? And a lot of times people can't answer that. And they can't answer that because there is an internal healing that they need to to go through, an internal process that nobody externally can assist with. No one, no, no, no one that's involved can assist with. This is where professional help comes in. This is where you sit down with someone one on one. And you work through why you feel the way you do, why you think the way you do, why you process the way you do, why you view the world the way you do, why you view yourself the way you do. And when you can find answers to that, it makes it a bit easier to come back to these rifts and discuss things or put things on the table or you know, find what you need, other than that, you're kind of grasping at straws, and I think a lot of times that's where these family rifts become problems because people haven't individually the people involved haven't processed um, what has gone on. They haven't processed that you know they haven't processed those things individually so they can find the words or find the verbiage to be able to properly discuss things right and so that way the conversation can be had um in a way that's healthy and productive and in a way that everybody feels like they can move forward and so you know, I I put this episode out because it's like if you haven't had the therapy, <laughs> if you haven't done maybe the coaching or you haven't done um, the processing, don't feel like you have to go into these conversations because they'll take a left turn. And family may mean well, you know what I mean? Like they'll they'll totally mean well. But then what you'll have is like this benchmark at the holiday season where you're going to start to feel a level of more anxiety or just start to feel a level of anxiety because you're like, oh my God, like here comes this holiday and people are going to expect me to be around and then they're going to want to bring this thing up and there's this elephant in the room. And I really don't want to discuss that. Like, I really don't want to deal with that. I really don't want to get into that with people. I really just want to go smile, see my little cousins, see my nieces and nephews, give a hug and just, you know, go get my plate make an appearance, make a walk through, hug some people and leave. Like, I really want that no pressure. You know, can we sit down another time? Can we do this another time? Can we do this at a time where it doesn't feel like that pressure is there because of the holiday? Like, can we do this on a normal Saturday or do we have to, um, because then the reminder will come up. For the next holiday or the the next year, you'll be like, "Ah," you know, they bum rushed me at Thanksgiving. I don't know what they're going to bum rush me with next year, you know. And so we kind of start to get into that where it's like, I don't want to do that. You know, what do you want your holiday to look like? But there's there's just really this space within the family unit where we have to. I love the way my my cousin, and I know she wouldn't mind me saying this, but my cousin put it, she said, Another, that other person's healing isn't your assignment. And family feels like a lot of times, it's like, oh no, you were involved in this. You guys have to make it better. You have to hash it out. You have to talk it out. And it's like, do we though, is this the step? There there may be a step where you do have to hash it out and talk it out. But was there another step before that that needed to occur? You know, like there might have been another step before that. Two healed people need to have a conversation to hash things out. Not two people coming in hurt. And if you haven't processed it for yourself on your own first or, you know, like, individually, I won't even just say on your own, because you sitting and thinking with your thought process on your own isn't going to help you process things, especially if a person's thought process is part of the problem. Like, did they sit with something? Um, Did they sit with something objectively? And, and none of us can sit with something totally objectively like we always need somebody else to come in and be like, hey, you're thinking like this. Did you look at this? Like we all need that. That's that's not a problematic thing. That's a human condition thing. We all need that. But you have to be clear on that, because otherwise what happens is family comes in and it's like they want you to apologize for things that you can't really apologize for. Um, and while you can feel empathy for somebody in a situation for a loved one in a situation, it's like, oh, I hate that you think that way. Like, gosh, like that sucks. Like, but I understand that you think that way. Like, okay, I get the mind process. I get the thought process now. I mean, what's next? It's like, yeah, you can get their thought process. You can understand how they came to that conclusion. Now, are they open to the fact that there was another side of the story? Are they open to the fact that you you perceived it that way because of who you are? Like, that's how that's how life works. That's how it is. You can have three different people at a situation and everybody see the situation different. And then there's the situation. (laughs) There's always gonna be different perspectives. Um, But you have to understand, it's like them perceiving a situation a certain way doesn't make you all the time, make another person all the time accountable for the way that they perceive the situation. They perceive the situation the way they perceived it based on who they are internally. That's how life is. We all perceive a situation based on how we are internally. Projection occurs from that point, And then what happens in a lot of family dynamics is the projection occurs and then someone is being made to apologize or be the bigger person. That's the thing I hear a lot of times Um, within family units, too, is that, oh, why don't you just be the bigger person? Why would I do that? Where's the, like, is there some type of glory or certificate I'm supposed to get in that? Why do I have to be the bigger person when someone else is out here wreaking havoc? No. So how do you go into this holiday corridor and deal? Because all these things are true. All these things can occur within the family unit because there's so many different dynamics and so many different roles being played. So what do you do? Definitely you have to set boundaries. You have to feel okay to set those boundaries and say, "Mm, I'm standing on this, or I'm not in a space where I can have this conversation right now. I really want to come in here and jingle the bells. You know, I want to really come in here and just watch the football game. I've had crazy, crazy month at work and I just want to breathe and relax. I don't want to get into anything deep on my time off right now. So can we table this? Um, Can we schedule a date where I can prepare mentally To come into having this conversation? Can we do that? Now, that's not gonna necessarily be what people think the answer is going to be so there may be some resistance to that there may be well we're here all now and we don't know if we can have this conversation well we should be able to schedule to have this conversation later if it's that important i think reality shows have us thinking because they do that a lot on reality shows like they come into these situations it's a gala and it's like but we need to talk why are we talking at the gala Like we all dressed up. Why can't we be at the gala and just do what you do at a gala? Like, why do we have to have these heart to hearts here? Can't we schedule this to have this at another time? Oh, no, we have to do this now because this is the only time everybody's together. No. Schedule a time for other people to get together so that way for y'all to get together. So that way you can be in the mindset of that you can take take some time to protect your energy first you can take some time to get your mind together you can take some time to actually write down some things that you would like to say because sometimes we walk away from these conversations feeling unsettled because we got blindsided and we didn't get a chance to say like be like well these are the things that i really want to bring up and it's hard to think off the top of your head sometimes when you're getting blindsided with something So you just get defensive instead and nothing happens. Um, The other thing is, you know, you another way of setting boundaries is that if you know that you're going to go and big ma or auntie and all of them are going to kind of come to you and apply the pressure and you're not good with the pressure, you may have to go early you know it's like oh well she did come by but she ha- she said she had to work so she came by early you know have a friends giving instead um where things are a little bit more calm a little bit more rational for you um where you're able to manage i would look at that um what are your alternatives You know, you can rent yourself an Airbnb or rent yourself a cabin and go relax. And instead, what do you need your holiday to look like for yourself? What, you know, start crafting that for yourself. Start crafting your own traditions. So you have a little bit more peace of mind, Um, especially if it's hard for you. To be able to set those boundaries if you haven't been able to set those boundaries um, because you feel that pressure, because that totally happens. Everybody's not there yet. So what are your alternatives? Sometimes you can be like, you know, I'm gonna come early. I'm gonna come get this plate because I'm gonna go volunteer. Lots of people volunteer on the holiday. I'm gonna go volunteer instead. How do you want to spend your time? Do you want to spend your time there increasing your anxiety? What are some other things that you can do to feel fulfilled? And this is Sunday before Thanksgiving. um. So, I mean, it, it's not too late. If you're listening to this, it's not too late for you to find these alternatives for yourself. Look into doing some things that are fulfilling for you. Use the holiday time for that. Um, You know, some of us may just wanna do things in small group um, and that's okay too. So start looking at what you really want the holiday to look at. And once you can do that for one holiday, it gets easier and easier for other holidays. Figure out how you want to show up and figure out how you need to show up. For the holiday this has been this week's sunday moment with your resident fairy godmother Tamara angela and i think this is a conversation that's kind of ongoing i feel like i just gave some tidbits you know some little pieces some little appetizers to a larger conversation um because the family dynamic is so deep (laughs) there's so much to discuss within the family dynamic um and there's always something so i feel like this is just a piece we may come back to this conversation and discuss things more especially during this holiday corridor because it's only november we have christmas and New Year's and everything else coming up As well so we may have more Discussion on this you guys let me know What did you think about this Week's episode you can email Me at 3L Love light lucid At gmail.com or follow Me on Instagram love And fairy magic f-a-e-r-y Um And comment there Share the podcast thank you For all of you who do share the podcast we have Some episodes coming up where we're going to have some special guests in 2023. So I'm really excited about that. Um, But thank you, as always, for coming and joining me each week here on the podcast.